His nature, my judgment, direct pointing. Hello again, friends and family, brothers and sisters all over the world. We're back again with episode three of Budo, The Martial Way. My name is Lewis, and today we're going to talk about my three-step approach to dealing with any difficult individual, any difficult individual, simple, easy, his nature, my judgment, direct pointing, so easy, so simple, anybody can do it, and this is a guide to maintaining your intellectual sovereignty, your own your own independence in the face of any difficult individual, and I know without a doubt that every single person in this world, even if you're a perpetrator of it, we're all a perpetrator of it at some point or another, but we all deal with difficult people, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's colleagues, whether it's just someone you meet in a coffee shop and you're never going to see him again. We always deal with difficult people and difficult situations. And this three-step approach has so far never failed me. So please, grab a seat, get comfortable, and let's begin. So first, let me tell you a little bit about the origin of this system. This three-step approach contains a lot of the teachings of the great Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius. I'll tell you a little bit more about him soon, but Marcus Aurelius, for those of you who know anything about him, is a great Stoic philosopher. Absolutely amazing. His book, Meditations, is like my Bible. It is truly the single greatest book that I would recommend to absolutely anyone. Marcus Aurelius Meditations. A lot of the philosophy and approaches in this system come directly from a lot of the things that he has taught. But what really motivated me to build it into this system is from my own experience, from having to deal with some very challenging individuals that I had to deal with a lot. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, I'm sure he, if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. But uh, for those of you who know me well, I'm not going to throw anyone on, under the bus. So I'm not going to name any names. But this, there was one individual that I was seeing on uh, basically a daily basis for three years. And he is, to this day, the most angry, upset individual that I have ever had to deal with on with any kind of regularity in my life and literally literally and I'm not exaggerating I'm not embellishing this at all he was so angry so upset and so just furious with everything every single day and we all have problems we all have difficulties life is suffering we know that but this individual I believe he really felt like he had it harder than anyone else he he was suffering more than anyone else and he that's why he was so he never hesitated to take it out on the people around him. And he wanted people to know how much he was suffering because he really believed that he had it harder than anyone else. So we all have suffering, we all have troubles and we all have issues. But this individual really inflicted his anger and subjected the people around him, myself being one of the people who had to bear that the most. And that, that really took a toll on me. Um, throughout my entire adult life, I have been so fortunate 
to be surrounded by such positive individuals, whether it was from the people I was training with in Muay Thai. These are tough people who, who you know, they put up with a lot of hard physical training, getting beaten up, and they keep coming back. They keep asking for more. They keep training harder. In the military, I had to deal with a lot of very challenging situations. And again, you know, we were all there. We, you know, in the British Army, it's vo- it's completely voluntary. We all chose to be there. We all chose to deal with those situations, and we all pushed ourselves through as a personal trainer i was surrounded by people who are not only motivating each other but motivating themselves motivating their clients motivating their colleagues all the time i've been so fortunate to be surrounded by these incredibly strong people and of course i'm you know i'm not talking about strong just in physical sense mentally spiritually such strong people and that's, you know, and, and I try to do that myself, of course, with my friends, with my family, with everybody around me, even when I'm suffering so much. If I can't lift up the people around me, how am I going to lift up myself? So for me to deal with this individual who was every single day was so angry, so angry, and it was never his fault. It was always the people around him. And for him to be so angry and so Oh, just every single day, I, you know, it came to the point that I was walking on eggshells around him, you know, that I couldn't say anything because it might trigger his his fury and his anger. And that was just such a painful existence for me to live. And it was so challenging for me to have to deal with someone I've never in my life before or since never had to deal with someone so angry, so pessimistic and so entitled as that. It is very, very challenging. And this process that I've dealt really came from um, that one individual especially but you also know I've done a lot of work in security and in security again you have to deal with a lot of very difficult individuals of course these individuals uh, when you're working in a security setting these individuals you meet them once and then you probably never really meet them ever again But still, the same applies, whether it was that person I was dealing with every day or whether it's someone I meet once and I never have to deal with them ever again. This system is all about keeping your own cool, keeping your own head, keeping your own direction and not letting yourself get swept away by other people's negativity and other people's difficulties. So before we really get into the meat of it, I would like to highlight a couple of dis- sort of disclaimers before I really start talking about this. First of all, that this is in no way dealing with physical altercations. Now, obviously, this is Budo, the martial way. I'm a martial artist, and I would hope that there are a lot of other martial artists, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's Muay Thai boxing, whatever it is, who are listening to this. Now, Again, obviously in security, yeah, there were times when I had to get physical with people, whether they were attacking me, whether they were attacking someone else, whatever the, the, the trouble was, whether even they were a danger to themselves, whatever the trouble was, yeah, there are times when you have to get physical, when you have to defend yourself, maybe defend other people. That happens. This isn't talking about that, okay? This is purely on an intellectual on a on a verbal altercation level and which is obviously not to be disregarded at all because again this person that I was dealing with every day for three years you know it it was nothing physical at all you know we never traded blows or anything like that it never ever came I don't think it ever came close to that so it never came close to that that was never the issue but that psychological trauma the the psychological difficulty of having to deal with uh, those people who just 
you know, you know that's what that's what bullying is. And bullying isn't just something that we experience in in school, you know, in the workplace as well, in our own family. That's something people a lot of people have to deal with. And I'm sure there are a lot of people right now who are, who are nodding their heads saying, "Yeah, that's that's me. That's something I'm dealing with right now." So again, this is nothing physical. This is not talk, talking about that at all. This is all psychological. This is all verbal. This is all within our own mind and how we can deal with the with other difficult individuals internally. The second thing I would like to point out before we begin is that I am not saying any of this from some sort of high horse, from some sort of ivory tower, like I am such a flawless, fantastic individual. I know, I know that I'm I'm a difficult individual, you know, I'm a very hard-headed, opinionated person, I know that, and I know that I've rubbed a lot of people the wrong way throughout my life, and there's a lot of people out there who don't like me and don't like my philosophy, don't like my approach, don't like my attitude. I know that, I'm not disputing that at all. I'm not saying that I'm some great infallible person and that other people are, are you know <laughs> dragging me down but the reality is that whether we are a saint or a sinner we all have the capacity in us to be difficult we all have to deal with difficult individuals no matter how great a, a saint or sinner that we are a fantastic quote that i absolutely love if i can share with you now if i love myself despite my infinite faults how can i hate anyone at the glimpse of a few faults Swami Vivekananda. If I love myself despite my infinite faults, that is really the reason that I have undertaken this journey of self-actualization, of overcoming the self, of bettering myself. Nobody can make an effort to better themselves if they don't first realize that there is something to better, that there is some kind of fault. I make, I personally go out of my way to improve myself physically, intellectually, spiritually, because I realize that I am full of faults. I am a terrible person. I am full of jealousy. I'm full of anger. I'm full of resentment. I'm full of every single possible negative aspect that there has ever been in anyone in the world. I'm full of all of them. Of course I am. We're all full of the capacity of infinite evil, every single one of us. But because I realize that and I understand my own faults and I understand my own shortcomings, that's why I'm making this effort to overcome myself, to better myself. And that's why I want to take what I have learned and what how I have developed my own self and I want to share it with other people. That's why I'm a personal trainer. That's why I have students. That's why I share these things. So again, I'm not sitting on some great ivory tower. I'm not sitting on some throne looking down at the peasants around me. I am saying this as somebody who wants to better themselves, as somebody who is really making an effort to be a better person in any way possible. And I want to share that with you now. So his nature, my judgment, direct pointing. So let's start at the first step, his nature. To begin, if I can share a quote with you. Whenever you meet someone, ask yourself first this immediate question. What beliefs does this person hold about the good and bad in life? Because if he believes this or that about pleasure and obscurity, life and death, then I shall not find it surprising or strange if he acts in this or that way, and I shall remember that he has no choice but to act as he does. Marcus Aurelius. So who is Marcus Aurelius? Marcus Aurelius was a great Roman emperor who is considered by many historians to be the greatest Roman emperor to have ever lived and to lead 
humanity in one of the most prosperous eras of our entire existence is really such an amazing man. Everybody knows about Julius Caesar. Fuck Julius Caesar. It's all about Marcus Aurelius. This guy, he was inspired a lot by Plato and Socrates, and he quotes a lot of their teachings, a lot of that Socratic teaching in his own philosophy. But the really, the absolutely incredible thing, so I talked about um, his book, Meditations, Meditations, the book itself, is simply a collection of sometimes very short, sometimes a bit longer, kind of notes and passages that he wrote down throughout his reign as an emperor, throughout his time as a statesman, as a military leader. But the absolutely incredible thing about this is all of these passages that he wrote down are directed toward himself. These are not, he didn't write these down as some sort of great orator to teach people and to lead a new generation. Absolutely not. All of these things he wrote down, he wrote down for his own benefit. And that's just absolutely fascinating that he never intended for any of these to be published. And it's such an incredible, I mean, uh, unbelievable stroke of fortune that these have been preserved and that these have through so many eras of so many generations that they were collected by some great noble soul who found all of his, or at least many of his writings, collected them together, preserved them through the generations, through different wars, upheavals, all this time. And now we are able to have it in the post-industrial age, in the age of the printing press. And we were able to buy this and read what this great mind wrote, literally his own musings to himself. And that's really unique as a philosophical text that almost all philosophical texts are written with the intent of being published and being shared. But this is really unique in that it is entirely written for for his own benefit. So to go back to the passage, he is talking about when you meet someone, you need to ask yourself, what is the nature of this individual? What does he believe? What does he think about life? And if he thinks in this way, then I really shouldn't be surprised if he acts in this way. As I said before, we're all full of the capacity for any um, good or evil at all times. But if I can give you my own experience um, that uh, led me to develop this. So again, I was talking about this individual that I had to deal with. He's very angry every single day. You know, when I'm just trying to relax, when I'm trying to enjoy myself, he is getting enraged and infuriated by fucking nothing, by video games, by some, by his phone not loading quickly enough, by just stupid nothing bullshit. And he's throwing his controller across the floor and he's swearing and effing and blinding and he's going out of his mind. And that's, you know, that's... That's really annoying me, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's karma, you know, he's, that's, his attitude is rubbing off on the people around him. It's hard to keep a straight mind when the people are around you are losing theirs. So this person's getting angry. Now, what we need to ask ourselves is, what, do, what does this person, I know this person that I had to deal with, I know he's an angry person. I, I was dealing with him, like I said, every day for three years. And this was pretty much a daily occurrence of him just losing his mind. So I know that he is an angry individual for whatever reason. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to s- dissect him. That's not the point right now. The point is that I know he is filled with rage. He is filled with anger. So when he gets angry and he gets frustrated and he gets upset about this or that or whatever, 
it's not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to me. I shouldn't be, oh my, oh wow, why is he angry? Because he's angry every day. I know I know that this is the person. When you interact with someone, where, again, whether it's your family, whether it's a colleague, whoever it is, and maybe, maybe this is a person who you know to be very jealous, okay? You know he's a jealous person. You know that he has, or he or she has jealous tendencies. And, you know, you go into work and you've got, I don't know, a, a, a new hat or whatever it is, a new car, and this person starts all getting green with envy and seething about it. Again, you shouldn't be surprised. You know that this person, we all have these these, uh, tendencies within us, but if this is a character trait that you have seen before, it shouldn't surprise you that it is arising now in front of you. You know this person has a tendency for this. You know that everybody has the capacity for it. But if you've seen this before in this individual, it shouldn't surprise you. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, again, if I, I can use my own example of anger, when I see this person in front of me getting angry, whether it's the person I was dealing with all the time or whether it's I'm working at a bar and someone, I don't know, has had a drink spilled on them and they're getting all angry and frustrated and they're losing their mind, can I say, can I stand there and say, I don't ever want to see any angry people around me. Is that is that a reasonable thing to say? I don't for the rest of my life, I don't want to anyone to get angry around me. Of course that's not a reasonable thing to say. That's that you know at some point you are going to be in a situation where someone is getting angry either around you or either with you or directly at you. At some point, you are going to be in a situation where someone is going to be near you and they're going to be getting angry, they're going to be getting furious, and that time has come. You are there now. That time has arrived. In that time in which you are near someone who's getting angry, congratulations, you are there at that time. And especially if it's somebody who you know and you know it is within their capacity to behave in this way, again, it shouldn't surprise you. So that's the first line his nature. So when you see someone acting in this way, angry, jealous, whatever it is, you shouldn't be surprised and we should understand that this person is simply acting within their nature. To give you another quote, when you complain of the negative actions of another, turn inward on yourself. The fault is clearly your own for not expecting such a person to act in their nature. Again, Marcus Aurelius. So that's all well and good to understand and to realize that, yeah, okay, you know, this person's angry. I know that angry people exist. That's fine, but it's still annoying. You know, like I said, you turn up at work in that new car and, you know, you're happy with yourself. You're happy with your new purchase. You love your new car. And then this dickhead's getting all jealous and giving you a hard time about it. And it's fine to understand that that person exists and that person's acting within their nature, but it's still annoying. It's still annoying that you have to deal with it. That is frustrating. So that is when we move on to the second stage, my judgment. Quote, things cannot touch the mind. They are external and inert. Anxieties can come only from your internal judgment. Marcus Aurelius. One of my absolutely favorite quotes of Marcus Aurelius is, all is as thinking makes it so. 
it is exactly as you think it to be. If you think it's a problem, it is a problem. If you think it is not a problem, it is not a problem. All of our anxieties, all of our frustrations, all of our own emotional responses to anything comes internally from within us. Or to quote Epictetus, no thief can steal your will. I know it's hard to say and I know it, sometimes it can be hard to believe, but really you we all have complete intellectual sovereignty. Our mind is our own. Our judgments are our own. Nobody can make us angry. We can only make ourselves angry. We can only allow somebody else to make us angry. So from my own experience, again, when that individual was near me, getting angry, getting frustrated, becoming enraged at absolutely nothing. Now, I know he had all kinds of other problems and this was really you know when when he's losing on a video game and he starts effing and blinding and throwing his controller across the room i know that that was just a straw that broke the camel's back and he has all kinds of other problems that have accumulated to that point but the point is that again I don't allow that to make me angry. I don't allow his anger to make me angry. Again, when I'm working in security and I've got somebody literally in my face effing and blinding at me and swearing at me and getting angry and taking out all his anger on me, it's very. it would be very easy to be, you know, that's when you get ramped up and you're like, all right, mate, calm down. And, you know, I'm, now I'm angry. You're angry. I'm angry. Everybody's angry. You know, no, 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 no. Let's bring it down. Let's relax. Okay. This person in front of me they might be losing their mind, but they have no control over me. They, you know, get get a little bit, get a little bit arrogant with it. You know, this person is beneath you. If you think that this person is getting angry, is getting jealous, whatever it is, don't lower yourself to that level. If you start to mirror their emotions and you start to let their behavior rub off on you, then really you are no different from them at all. You're just as much of a problem as they are. So don't allow yourself to come down to that, okay? Keep your own cool. Keep your own mental clarity, your own intellectual sovereignty. You have the power. You have control over your own mind, your own intellectual decisions and your own choices at all times. And that's what we really need to remember. So when everybody's losing their head around you, you've got to keep your own call. You've got to make your own decisions. Don't allow yourself to be swayed by the transient opinions and emotions of other people. Keep your own call. Keep keep relaxed. It's, it's all good. You have the power. You have the control to make your own decisions, to make your own choices, and to form your own opinions about whatever situation is unfolding at any time. I quote, harm to you cannot subsist in another's directing mind, nor indeed in any turn or change of circumstances. Where then? In that part of you which judges harm. So no judgment and all is well. Marcus Aurelius. So we're going over the first two steps. So somebody's getting angry, somebody's getting jealous, somebody's for whatever reason is losing their mind in front of you. Okay, his nature. I know this person exists. I know that I, at some point in my life, I'm going to deal with a person acting in this way. And that moment has arrived. This is that person. Okay. This is an individual simply acting within their nature, within the capacity that exists within all of us. My judgment. I'm not going to let this person make me angry. I'm not going to let their attitude rub off on me. I'm not going to absorb their negative, their difficult their 
dark qualities. I'm not going to absorb that. I'm not going to I'm not going to take that on board and mirror it back toward them. I am impartial, I am independent. It is within my own capacity to keep my own sovereignty and make my own decisions in the face of any adversity. And that leads us on to the third and final step of this three-step approach, direct pointing. If we're dealing with that difficult person, whether it's a colleague, whoever it is, family, whatever, and I've seen them get angry, get frustrated, get jealous, get upset for whatever reason, and I've kept my own cool and I've not let it affect, I've not let them affect me, the next natural step maybe to to try to reach out to that person especially especially if it's somebody who you deal with all the time you know if it's someone if you're at a coffee shop and someone's losing their mind it's very easy to just be like whatever fuck that guy you know he's going to be out of here soon enough and I'll never see him again that's fine but when it is somebody that you are dealing with on a regular basis and you have policed your own emotions and you've policed your own reactions, it is only natural that the next step is to reach out to that person and you know you you wanna you want to you want to help them. On the one hand, you might want to help them, you know, for their own benefit, because you know, even when we deal with difficult people, these can be people that we we still love and we still have a lot of compassion for them. So you want to help them and you want to explain to them and you want to guide to them toward a better way of living you know you don't want them to be upset you don't want them to be feeling these these negative uh, emotions and thoughts because they are a victim of it more than anyone else you know you you can walk away and you can you can maintain your own sovereignty but this is happening within their own mind this is completely absorbing them like nothing else they are that is their entire reality it's only natural either for their benefit or for your own benefit so you don't have to deal with them anymore. Whatever the reason, you want to guide them toward the light. You want to bring them back. You want to you want them to be happy. You want them to be you know, you want them to be at peace. That's fine. What we need to remember is that most people don't like being told what to do, especially if it's unsolicited advice. People hate that, okay? If somebody comes to you and they want help and they want, like right now, you're if you're listening to this podcast, you have sat down and you've decided, hey, this guy has something to say and I want to listen to it. If you're listening to me right now, you have made the conscious decision that I want to learn something from this guy. This guy's got something to say and maybe somewhere in there I can take something out, some information, some you know, some philosophy, some thought that I can take onto my own way of life and maybe I can shape that to myself. You have that desire. You have actively gone out of your way to learn something. And it's the same for all of my clients. They have come to me as students with that desire and they you know, they people pay me money to learn something from me. That's fine. But I don't go out there standing on a street corner preaching to people who don't want to know. Especially especially guys are, you know, there's a lot of pride, there's a lot of ego. People don't want to be told what to do. You can't just go up to someone. You know, as a personal trainer in the gym, when I see people Generally speaking, you know, like I'll go up to people and I'll have chats with people and, you know, we'll, we'll share tips, we'll share things backwards and forwards. The only time I will go up to someone and I will give them completely unsolicited advice is when they are doing something that I think they're going to hurt themselves, you know, something that's real dangerous or maybe either hurt themselves or hurt someone around them. 
you know, that's when I'm like, okay, this guy's going to hurt himself. I need to step in and I need to, you know, mitigate this in some way. But what you don't do is you don't go up to someone and go, hey, man, you're doing that wrong. Do it like this. Because <laughs> that person, they're not going to, they are going to be like, at, at best, at best, they will ignore you. At worst, they will, you will drive them even further back into their behavior. And they'll be like, hey, fuck you, man. I've been, I've been, I've been doing this fine for five years. I don't need your advice. You know, you can't just go up to people and just throw it at them like that. At, you know, when I, when I go up to people in the gym, I'm just, you know, I start out with, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Like, oh, what, where did you learn this training? What are you doing? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, what I like to do is I like to do it like this. That's just my way. You know, you got you to be so gentle with it. But in the context of his nature, my judgment, direct pointing, what I like to do is I like to remember that you can only highlight the wrongdoings of another person through your own positive action. You need to be the change you want to see in the world. Imagine you've got two children, two twins, and you separate them at birth. And you put one of them in a, I don't know, a Buddhist monastery up in the mountains, living an ascetic lifestyle, um, meditating on compassion and forgiveness every day. And you take the other baby and you put them in some Sao Paulo prison to get raised by gangsters and drug dealers. You know, those two children are going to be raised they are going to turn into very different individuals purely because of the environment that they are in the people they are surrounded by so you need to be that person you need to guide that person not through criticism or lecture not by telling them what to do but by simply just being an example and it's not going to happen overnight it's not you can't just expect in one moment this is especially in the case of people we have to deal with on a regular basis, you know, this isn't going to change their attitude overnight. You can't expect that immediate change. But if you act yourself with compassion, and if you look at the, at least to the perceived negative qualities in the person who you are finding difficulty with, and you consider what is the antithesis to their behavior, what is the opposite? If they're angry, you need to act with compassion. If they are jealous, you need to act with generosity and selflessness. You need to be the, you need to be the antidote to their poison. So again, from my own experience, that individual who was getting angry, who was getting furious at all these tiny little insignificant things, you know, if we'd be playing a game together and he'd be, oh, this is fucking uh, bloody cheating dickheads. I'd just say, oh yeah, that was a good game. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, we lost, but that was really funny. Or do you remember that bit when someone said, oh, that was so funny. <laughs> you know, and I'd just be smiling. I'd be laughing and I'd be trying to be positive and upbeat. And I believe that that would kind of make that person feel a little bit, you know, he would feel out of place. Because if if he got angry and then I said like, oh yeah, fucking, oh, bloody, you know, this is a load of shit, then he would feel justified in his anger and his behavior. But if I just give him the complete opposite and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm having a good time. That was really fun. <laughs> that makes him feel out of place. That makes him feel silly. So that's the only way we're ever going to change anyone is not by trying to force the people around us to behave in a different way, but by policing ourselves and by leading by example. So if I can give you one final quote, someone despises me, that is his concern, but I will see to it that I am not found guilty of any word or action deserving contempt. Will he hate me? 
that is his concern, but I will be kind and well-intentioned to all, and ready to show this very person what he is failing to see, not in any criticism or display of tolerance, but with genuine goodwill. Marcus Aurelius. When encountering the negative actions of another person, we must remind ourselves first that this person is only acting within their nature and we would be unreasonable to ask that such a person would not exist. Second, that no one can reach in and manipulate our directing mind. All judgments are our own. Disregard these judgments and all is well. And last, direct pointing. We must highlight their wrongdoing, not through criticism or lecture, but through our own positive actions. His nature, my judgment, direct pointing. Thank you for your time and effort today. I hope something in all of that gave you something to think about, you know, maybe gave you something to consider to try to add to your own techniques, to try to add to your own philosophy, because Again, that has really not failed me once, that attitude that I always remind myself whenever I'm dealing with anyone, whenever I'm dealing with any difficulty, whether it's somebody I hate or whether it's from somebody I love, I just, I always need to remind myself, his nature, my judgment, direct pointing. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the four types of meditation, contemplative, active concentration, passive awareness, and transcendental. The four types of meditation. There's so many, there's literally uncountable different techniques, whether it's uh, purely psychological, philosophical, or whether it's uh, from religious practices. So many different meditative techniques and practices throughout the world. But these are the four kind of categories that I think they all fall into in like a pyramid uh, from contemplative at the bottom all the way up to transcendental at the top that I believe that if you truly want to become a meditative master you really need to have an understanding of all four of these there are so many different types of meditation but you can't just simply follow one single practice and try to ride it out all the way to enlightenment you know we need to we need to cross train we need to understand all of these different pursuits and then when we ha when we have an understanding of them all it really helps build up to that final that well the final stage which is really not meditating at all that mushin that no mind when the meditative existence just simply becomes our our regular way of life so that's what we're going to talk about next time and we're going to do some more guided meditation and really focus on that passive awareness give you some more techniques give you some more things to think about if you joined me for the first episode that was when we talked about the absolute fundamentals of meditation and that was really focusing on active concentration if you did listen to that episode, I really hope you have been practicing it and I really hope you have been focusing on those techniques, posture, breathing, counting the breaths, really simple, but really powerful. And it really gives us a foundation to move on to the next step. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope you're going to join me again. If you've got anything to say, any questions, any thoughts, please share them. I'm really interested to know what you think. And that's how I grow from this as well. This is uh, exciting for me because I've come up with all these techniques and all these understandings and I get to throw them out there to the world, to the great wide internet. And I get to say, please, all right, what do you think? 
think. Because if you can find a hole in anything I'm saying, anything I'm thinking, fantastic. I can either change it, get rid of it, move around it. I can do something to learn myself. Or if you found something that I've had to say has benefited you in some way, please, again, share it with me. I'd love to know. And that's why we're here to learn from each other and to grow. So until then, keep training and don't forget your own intellectual sovereignty. His nature, my judgment, direct pointing.